0: It's Thursday, September 29th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Inside Value, Joe Mager, and from Motley Fool Stock Advisor, Andy Cross. Guys, good to see you. What's happening, Chris? Hey, Chris. We are wrapping up the week with a round of Yes, No, Maybe, So. For, uh, for We have dozens of listeners, as I've said before, and, and for the few that are new, uh, Yes, No, Maybe, So. This is where the guys talk about a stock they really like, a stock they really don't like, and one that they are genuinely conflicted about. Let's start with Andy Cross, your Yes stock.
1: So, Chris, my Yes stock is Teradata, and the symbol is TDC, and this is a tech company. And it's one of the largest providers of data warehousing systems and technology in the world. And they have Fortune 500 companies, large and small companies. Um, and what data warehousing is, is it allows companies to make sense of all of the data that we're collecting. So mm. your web usage, your purchase history, ev- all kinds of all, of that that all that back end stuff, all, all the creepy back, data. That, all the creepy data that, 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 you, that you leave on online. Um, but purchase history, I mean all that information, you can imagine how much we generate every day mm-hmm. um, around the world. And Teradata helps companies make sense of that. And so they compete with the likes of Oracle, Microsoft, a lot of those those large tech companies. They're a little smaller. They're still nine billion, so it's not. They're not. They're not. You know, small potatoes. They're a, a big competitor and a very tough one, and provide a really great solution to these companies. And what I like about it is it's a. It's also a play on the cloud computing space. So the more data we generate online, the more data that needs to be stored and shared um, through your through um, people generating. It, you know, whether it's email clicks or whether it's um, buying patterns, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Teradata helps
2: companies make sense of it.
0: And the ticker symbol one more time. T D C all right, Joe Maker, your yes stock.
2: I'm going to mix it up and go with a bond. <laughs> Instead, we're breaking the rules. So I'm going to go with Series I bonds. And this is something that individual investors can invest in, but Wall Street can't. Uh, there's savings bonds the U.S. government sells. So you could get it at your local bank or online. Here's the sexy hook for a non sexy investment. I was going to say, investment.
0: please tell me there's a sexy hook because there is. we are talking about bonds.
2: So they're inflation indexed. So the nice thing is that if you buy them, instead of a traditional bond where if inflation goes up, the price of your bond falls, these actually, your interest rate rises in conjunction with inflation. So you're protected against inflation. But the nice thing also is that you can put the bonds back on the government at any time after a year and get your full face value back. So it's... I know, it's terribly boring.
0: No, just no, no. I'm not laughing because it's boring. I'm laughing because this seems like yet another example of our government's inability to manage money. You're <laughs> yeah. telling me there's a bond that basically our government has said money back guarantee, no matter what, at a minimum, you're gonna get your money back.
2: Yeah, well the only yeah, the only reason this exists is because it's in small denominations. Okay. Uh, you can't buy more than five thousand dollars in a year and it's just limited to individuals. But it's a nice way to get some protection against inflation and get some fixed income action. If you're looking to put something, you know, in that space, and you want to be conservative, it's a nice oh nice way to do it, and it's protected from municipal and state uh, taxes as well. So it's a, a little extra kicker.
0: And Wall Street banks can't get in on this. No. Wow, the U.S. government that desperate right there.
2: They have plenty <laughs> of other ways to game the
0: government. That's true. It's it's, <laughs> it's nice that the little guys get uh, get a win now and then. Uh, all right, let's move over to the no stocks. Andy, what's your no today?
1: Well, um, just given everything that is going on in Europe, I'm going with a, um, a Euro ETF.
0: So, so um, you're saying the Euro might be in trouble? Yeah. So, like, you just look <laughs> at this, and
1: I know. So, if, if if investors out there are thinking about trying to bottom fish off the Euro or trying to play a different currency, and, then, and not that I really recommend it at all, but um, Anything tied to the euro is what I'm. I'm staying away from um, heavily, and so um, there's a there's a the the currency shares. um ETF. The symbol is FXE. Is something I, I would just avoid.
0: So if if you have a buddy or you have a broker who's like, hey, listen, I yeah. got an opportunity. We can take advantage of. You're you're saying just stay the heck. Yeah, away.
1: I think if you if you hear anyone talking about like, hey, there's this this great opportunity um, to but you know bottom fish off uh, you know the backs of Greece and Italy and um, you know some of the other European countries um, on the euro. I would stay
0: away from that. Joe Maker, what's your no stock?
2: I'm going to go with Best Buy. I've dissed them on here before, but I'll do it again. (laughs) Uh, It looks really cheap, and a lot of value guys are hopping on the stock, but I think it's a total value trap. I don't think it's going to zero, but I think that... A lot of their high margin stuff is now, so cables, for example, that get sold alongside your big screen TV. Best Buy doesn't actually make all that much money on the TV where they make all their money is selling you this wildly overpriced cable for it. But back in the day, you know, you'd buy that without thinking about it. You'd pay a huge price with TV. But now people shop around more and then get these cables on Amazon or fill in the blank other online place for a tiny fraction of what you would have paid. So they're losing this you know margin-rich uh, revenue. There aren't really any sustainable competitive advantages. They don't have much of an edge on selling televisions either, and most of the multimedia stuff they sell is now you know transitioning online. So, put it all together, and it just seems like it looks really cheap, but I think it's going to be a long, slow fade. But, but there's
0: a reason it's really cheap. There's a
2: reason it's cheap, and it's Joe, going to I, stay cheap.
0: So I have to buy a new TV.
1: Should I go to Best Buy or just skip it altogether?
2: Yeah, I would, and here's why. I would go look at the selection there and then buy it on Amazon, Or <laughs> you'll say, probably get it for cheaper. And
0: isn't that the line about Best Buy, that it's really just the showroom <laughs> for Amazon?
2: It is. You know, and a lot of people, a lot of apps now, like eBay has apps, Amazon have, has apps, where basically and this is happening at Best Buy. People go in and you look at the items and you just whip out your iPhone or Android and yep. you just scan it and you can see the price of it and you could order the darn thing like right there from your phone while you're in Best Buy and you didn't buy anything while you were there.
0: Just a reminder that Market Fullery is brought to you by Encore Insurance Services for a free life insurance quote visit smartterm.com or call toll free 1-866-347 5748. They'll compare rates to help you save. It's a free quote, so check them out. That's toll-free, 866-347-5748, or you can find them online at smartterm.com. We will get to your maybe-so stocks in just a minute, but um, uh, in in keeping with sort of breaking breaking the rules a little bit, I'm going to throw out a maybe-so stock, because it is National Coffee Day today, and there is a coffee company that I love and have been a consumer of their products for four decades, and that's Dunkin' Donuts. It is now a public company, and I just want to sort of bounce it off you guys, get your thoughts. Uh, The ticker is uh, DNKN. Dunkin' Brands. Joe, again, I love this company. Uh, There's one just around the corner from my house. I'm a consumer, but I just don't know if this is a stock I should be jumping into. What do you think?
2: Well, my read on it is that the growth opportunity isn't really there, right? Like, Really? Yeah, I mean, they've pretty well blanketed their main markets, right? I mean, the yeah, Northeast. I mean,
1: yeah, the Northeast, right? So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a play elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And I'm kind of a Starbucks guy. I'm <laughs> yeah. drinking Starbucks for the third time today, by the way. You had an early hardcore. morning. You were, you
0: were on, like, CNBC at 5 a.m., or not you? It, at
2: 5.30. Wow. I
0: call it the Waffle House shift. <laughs> Andy, what do you think? Yeah, Dun- I'm, Dunkin Brands.
1: I think you. Um, I think the way to pl- if you. I love coffee and National Coffee Day. I would look at Starbucks rather than Dunkin' Brands. I love Dunkin' Brands coffee and Dunkin' Donuts donuts in general, and you'll see them around the office here and there. But um, to me, I think the way to really, you know, if you're going to play the coffee space, I think I think Starbucks is just the best of breed in that space, mm-hmm. and um, it's a little cheaper, and they have more kind of a global scale and um, a brand that I think is really. Um, you, you stood the test of time. Not that Duncan hasn't, but um I think until Duncan kind of has a little bit more seasoning in this in the in the, in public, the public markets. markets yep. Um it just came public. Um I would give it some time to, to, to see how it
2: plays out. And Starbucks is the way to go here.
0: All right, let's move on to your maybe so stocks. Joe Maker, what are you on the fence about?
2: Verisk Analytics, uh, Tigger's is V R S K. Company nobody's ever heard of, but it's one of the best companies you've never heard of. Uh incredibly profitable high margins, high customer retention. What what do they do? Yeah, long story short, they sell data to insurance companies. And they help those companies price risk and the chances of loss. And all 100 of the largest insurers are their clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have over 99% customer retention, crazy cash flow. Uh, The reason I'm kind of iffy on it, um, management kind of is a little acquisition happy. (laughs) And they make so much money, and I would much rather see them plow that money back to shareholders kind of like Paychex does with a high dividend or at least just with more share repurchases meanwhile they are buying back some shares but management's dumping a ton of shares personally Uh, so i don't really like the mixed message of buying back shares with the company's money and selling their own shares personally so that kind of spooks me a little bit it's a business i want to love because the underlying business is phenomenal but i'm just now wild about the capital allocation so i'm kind of Holding off for right now.
0: And the ticker one more time?
2: VRSK.
0: VRSK. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. Andy Cross, what's your maybe so stock?
2: Well, this
1: is um, a company I'm, I've now become um, intimately familiar with as a new dad, and it's Carter's. And sure. The, the ticker is CRI um and they are the the largest player in the baby clothes and market and and all kind of baby goods in general but really on the baby clothes they really specialize in that toddlers as well too they own OshKosh Bagosh, mm-hmm. um which is a big toddler brand um and and we ha- follow it in hidden gems um and the only reason why they're 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 really um uh the biggest player in the space and they and they have associations with Walmart and Target Um, And they have market share north of thirty percent. I mean, it's just really um, a a company that just um, leads in its space uh, in the market. Um, It's just the the stock price. The stock price has actually held up very nicely through the summer. Most of that is because it's um, it's not horribly expensive. Uh, It's just that it's um, there's a lot of interest um, from some of the private equity hunters out there looking potentially, for um, uh, a buyout candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, So the stock has kind of held up there north of the $30 level, I'm looking to for it to pull back in the 20s, mid 20s, before I would get really interested. But it's just um, they have a lot of opportunities online. Um, cotton prices, the spike in cotton prices has hurt their margins as cotton prices come back from from. I mean, cotton prices were at silver uh, the highs since the Civil War. So as they pull back, their margins will come back in line and um, top on, on top of some of the big growth opportunities they have um, online and around the world. Um, the stock could be meaningful higher. I just want to see a little cheaper
0: price before we get into it. And the ticker symbol for Carter's C R I.
2: How much does like a onesie cost? <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I've never so price these. Well, here so you, you go. Joe, just so you one? know. Just so you know. And and yeah, you know, my like daughter an now. Version.
1: I mean, I, we haven't gotten your gift yet, but my daughter is now past the the one month mark. So go a little bit higher. But Carter's um, seventy to eighty percent of their products are less than ten dollars, so they actually have very high repeat business. I mean, if you go, you go through enough onesies, your baby spits up on them a lot. If 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 your baby is like my baby, although I know you
0: don't have a baby, not a Joe? legitimate one. No,
1: not that you know of. Um, so uh, yeah, less than ten dollars.
0: So Joe, I mean, if you, wow. want, if you if you want to pick up a few onesies, I mean, a you know a twenty spot. Right, well, never care. know. Yeah,
1: you take a whole bunch of this,
0: get them at Walmart, Target, online. Just a reminder, uh, nominations for the 2011 Podcast Awards wrap up this week, uh, so to our dozens of listeners out there. And and i got to say, we've I've already been getting emails uh, from some of our listeners who have been nominating us. Thank you to everyone who has nominated us thus far. No pressure, but our entire self-worth is tied up in this <laughs> nomination. Um, so you can go to podcastawards.com nominate Market Foolery in the business category, and the URL to use is just marketfoolery.com. Really appreciate it if you can help us out. Joe Maker, Andy Cross. Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Be sure to check out The Motley Fool Money radio show this weekend. That's Motley Fool Money on iTunes online and on radio stations across America. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.